Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, let's go back to that Matthew 22 passage we were looking at yesterday. That's a really interesting passage. And it began with the 23rd verse and went through the 33rd verse. Mark and Luke have a parallel with it, okay? And this, remember, uh, this is the passage where the Sadducees came up to Jesus and asked him a question. And they were trying to set him up, as always, right? And uh, I'm going to go to the Luke passage and look at this because there's some truths right here. That you know, I was rereading this a while ago, and I thought, you know, I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody preach on this or teach on this or bring out a couple of little nuances that you see right here. There's a couple of differences with Matthew, uh, things that Luke gives us understanding about that Matthew doesn't. Matthew gives us understanding about some things that Luke doesn't. It's the reason we have the Gospels. So listen to Luke. This is the 20th chapter, beginning with verse 27. Now there came to him, that's Jesus, some of the Sadducees, and then in the parenthesis, remember this, who say that there is no resurrection. All three Gospels make that parenthetical statement to let you know that the Sadducees did not believe in a resurrection. It's important for the story. Verse 28, and they questioned Jesus, saying this, Teacher, Moses wrote for us. And then they talk about what Moses wrote. We covered this in the previous episode with the Matthew thing, but I guess I want you to think about something. In Matthew, it says, Moses said, and when it says Moses like that uh, in the scripture, it's usually referring to the first five books of the Bible. In other words, in that Levitical law, and, and they would just say, okay, Moses said that. Okay, Moses had written that, so therefore Moses said this. Here, it says that Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies. So Moses wrote for us. Well, Moses did write that, but it's nearly as if they... Uh, they don't give, dare I say, enough emphasis and understanding that this is the word of the Lord. Yes, the Lord used Moses to write it. Correct? <laughs> he used Moses to write the word down. But this is the word of the Lord. And it says, if these religious rulers right here are not really uh, acknowledging that. And Luke has that little nuance. Moses wrote for us as if it's just Moses the man. So here's what he wrote. If a man's brother dies having a wife and he is childless, his brother should marry the wife and raise up, the, raise up children to his brother. And we talked about that in a previous episode, that if a man died and his wife had no children, then a brother was to take that woman as a wife and raise up children for his brother. Now, in the Western mindset, usually the response to that is, <coughs> Ew, <laughs> you know. But no, 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 there was a reason for that, reason God did that. And we won't get into that right now. But verse 29 continues on. Now they give a hypothetical situation. Now there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died childless. And the second and the third married her. And in the same way, all seven died, leaving no children. Verse 32. Finally, the woman died also. Verse 33. In the resurrection, therefore. Now remember, they don't believe in the resurrection. But they're saying in the resurrection. So you can see that they're not sincere here. You can see they're trying to set him up in the belief that he has. In the resurrection, therefore, which one's wife will she be? For all seven had married her. 
it means that all seven had taken her as wife. Uh, the way that Matthew wrote it is all seven had her. You know, it's a little snarky kind of thing. Verse 34, Jesus said to them, this, now this is the thing that's different right here, so listen carefully. The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. So this age, it means about in this life, in this time, in this age, in this existence. They're, they're married and they're given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are they given in marriage. Let me stop right here. It's the middle of a sentence. It's one of these long three or four verse sentences. He's saying those that are in this age right now, you marry and you're given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy, oh, how are you considered worthy to attain to that age? Well, what age? Well, to the age they were talking about in the resurrection. And he says that to that age and the resurrection from the dead. Well, how are you considered worthy to attain to that age and the resurrection from the dead? You read the totality of the Gospels and the totality of the Word, you find out it's by believing, by believing that Jesus is the Son of God, that he's the Messiah, repenting and confessing. He said those that are considered like that neither marry nor are given in marriage. So those that attain to that age, those that attain to the resurrection from the dead, and Jesus says that point blank, resurrection from the dead, that you don't marry, nor are you given in marriage. Jesus continues, verse 36, For they cannot even die anymore, because they are like angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. Let me tell you what, that verse 36 right there is loaded, <clears throat> loaded with stuff that would give us insight to uh, the balance of things we find in Scripture. Jesus says that they're ne neither given in marriage, nor do they marry, for they cannot even die anymore. They can't die anymore. When we're resurrected from the dead like that, we don't die anymore. Then he says this, because they are like angels. So apparently the angels do not die. We'll be like angels. Like It doesn't mean <coughs> that we're like angels from the fact that we become angels. A lot of times people think that, no, 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 no. We're better than the angels. Watch this, because they are like angels from that point of view that they're not going to die and are sons of God. Folks, we become sons of God. Sons of God. We literally become as the Elohim. As a matter of fact, we will be ruling over the angels and the Elohim. That is a wild thought. And Jesus explains how and why. Being sons of the resurrection. When you're a son of the resurrection, when you partake in the resurrection because you believe, you will become sons of God. It doesn't mean that you become God. It doesn't mean, as you'll hear so often uh, in our age today, that you are a little God. No, no, no. I know what those people mean by that, but they use the wrong phrase. They use the wrong terminology, and they pervert the word of God. We're not little gods. Okay, we will become sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. Then Jesus continues on and deals. Remember what he said to them originally. Matthew told us, he says, uh, you are mistaken, not understanding the scriptures nor the power of God. They didn't understand the scripture and they didn't understand the power of God and they didn't understand the resurrection because they didn't understand the scripture. He clarifies it for them in verse 37 here in Luke. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed in the bush. And he says that, you know, that, pas that passage in the Old Testament about the bush. 
where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Remember, Matthew says that the Lord says, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. Here, Luke is saying, remember how Moses wrote that down like that? That God said that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which means that they are still alive. Jesus continues, now he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Jesus says that they're alive, folks. Now listen to these last couple of verses. Some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have spoken well. <laughs> you notice the Sadducees didn't say that. The Pharisees hanging around didn't say that. It seems if they were hanging around, they didn't say that. The scribes said, you know what? That's a pretty sharp answer you gave right there. You've spoken well about that. In other words, you've given us some things to think about right here. Okay? How much were they going to think about it? Look at the last verse, verse 40. For they did not have courage to question him any longer about anything. <laughs> to which most of us go, well, you reckon? You know, they, they didn't have any courage anymore. They, they thought they were so bold and they were going to trap him. They were going to do all this kind of stuff. No, no, it wasn't going to happen. They did not question him any longer in front of the people. That's interesting. Well, we'll continue on. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you.